2: This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host,
3: C.P. the NY Fanatic. Starting the stream up. This is Knicks Offseason Central. CP from the Knicks Fan TV, my man J. from the Nick of Time show. This is the ultimate guide to the Knicks 2019 draft. On tonight's episode, we're going to give you the latest Knicks news in regards to the draft. We'll talk about RJ Barrett, Darius Garland, Jared Culver. We're going to give you our second round sleepers. And we want to hear from you guys, man. What's your questions? What's your comments? What's your opinions on the draft? Call us up 657 383 383. 1509, this is the home of the diehard Knicks fan, if you're a diehard Knicks fan, make sure you hit that subscribe button, and the notification bell, so you don't miss the next show, alright joining us tonight, our guy Shwinny's back, Shwinny joined us for the last year's draft episode, we had a dope episode, definitely knows his stuff in regards to college basketball Shwinny, welcome back man, how you feeling bro? I'm good man, how are you? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. All right, so let's get into it. We got a lot to cover. Uh, this week, it was announced that the Knicks were going to be working out uh, Darius Garland today. Darius Garland out of Vanderbilt, <laughs> played only about five games this season in the NCAA, was regarded as one of the best point guard prospects, and some argue if he didn't get hurt, he could have been the top ranked over, over John Morant. That's J-Else's guy. We know Darius Garland is J-Else's guy. <laughs> Even though we know Barrett, is Barrett's job to lose. I mean, what's your take on the Garland news and Garland as a prospect? Uh, well, <clears throat> sorry, am I, is yeah, for
4: sure. Uh, I didn't take too much from the. I mean, the news itself I thought was pretty interesting. Um, I don't think you just bring somebody in; they haven't worked out at all the day before the draft, unless there's at least something going on. I wouldn't, that's because like, I wouldn't say it's because definitely, you know, something is happening. Um, But I do think it's because they're at least talking. Yeah. They're definitely talking. Uh, Now, whether that talk is like, I mean, who knows what that means? That doesn't mean anything. It can mean that like, they're asking New Orleans to give up all everything they got from the Lakers for it or not. It doesn't really, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, we don't know exactly what that means. All we know that it means is that they're at least talking. Um, that said, I personally don't think Garland should like, I don't think he's, I think he's good. Um, there's definitely things he brings to the table that like nobody else in the draft brings to, Um like his pull up shooting is real. Uh his range is real. Yeah. All that it stuff looked like, like
3: his range was crazy, man.
4: Yeah, yeah. Like he can definitely shoot it. Um and, and obviously the Knicks could not shoot it last year, so that matters. Um but, you know, um whether that means like I, I, I'm very, very skeptical that they would take him
3: yeah. overall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, I mean JLs, you know, once uh, when, when we had Spencer on from front office, I shout out to Spencer. Uh, you know, yep. that was his guy. Obviously, they went to school. He went to Vanderbilt. So he's very high on Garland. You know, he, yep. he gave us the the Dame Dallas comparisons, unlimited yep. range, quick twitch, the agility, the speed, the handles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your guy, man. What do you like about Garland?
5: Uh, everything you just mentioned, like and everything that Tween just mentioned, like we we need shooters on this we team. Need shooters badly, man. And he's a shooter. And I like what R.J. Barrett has to bring to the table. Don't get me wrong; it's like it's just that our team right now is just built so weird. We we have a lot of really good potential guys who can do well, but nobody like a lot of the skill sets don't complement each other all the way through. I know R.J. and Knox potentially can match each other on the offensive side of the ball, but I uh, like I just I just know. To win in this league, you need point guards that can shoot. I just finished watching uh, a series where Damian Litter went up against Russell Westbrook, a guy who was, you know, a good at attacking the basket versus a guy who can shoot the lights out. And the guy who can shoot the lights out took him out. And and you're seeing that around the NBA right now, like spreading the floor and being a threat at three point line just opens up everything so much. And I just felt like, hey, a guy who's going to do that easily. Uh, is something the Knicks don't have, and I felt like we could use something like that. So that's why I was kind of high on it, and I felt a little vindicated that it came out that <laughs> we were even thinking that what was the quote? The quote was, "There's a chance some feel that Garland can have a better career than RJ, but it's too much of a risk." Yeah, which is which is true considering that we are three. But um, I kind of I feel like because of that whole. Uh, RJ might, I mean, not RJ, Garland might have shot himself in the foot a little bit, but refusing to work out earlier. Mm-hmm. Might, he might have had like a little promise from the, the Lakers maybe, he was hanging out with LeBron. Mm-hmm. And he might have shot himself in the, in the foot, because maybe if the Knicks would have seen him earlier, instead of the night before the draft, they might have taken him a little bit more seriously, but it's kind of, now it seems super rash to make that decision the night before the draft. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, certainly interesting, man. I mean, you know, they did, as they say, they did work out KP at the last minute. We see where that went. You know, uh, when we had Berman on the show, you you know, Berman alluded to, you just never know. Obviously, they have to do their due diligence. It may come a time where you may make a trade for that player. I mean, look how quickly we got Dennis Smith, you know, one year removed from from being a rookie. So, I mean, you just never know. And and people also, you know, speculate sometimes these teams do that to as a favor to the agent, you know, try to bump a guy's stock up. I mean, there's many reasons, but I don't know. It's just interesting to see that the the meniscus injury really didn't set him back as far as, you know, his draft stock was concerned.
5: Yeah, I man. I mean, he didn't do it for Kyrie. Either. Kyrie went through a similar situation when he was getting uh, drafted where he only played a few games and – uh An injury kind of derailed him, but he still ended up getting picked pretty high, I would think. (laughs)
6: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Kyrie had a different pedigree, though, coming into college than Garland. Garland was, like, the 16th overall recruit or something like that. Mm. Um, I mean, he's not, like, a bad recruit, obviously. But I do wonder sometimes if there's some element of, like, well – he's like almost benefiting from not playing whereas other guys ben or other guys are i don't want to say like they're getting hurt by it but they're like more scrutinized because they they you know what i mean like they, they take <clears throat> play so we have a lot more film on them we have yeah more to, to scrutinize uh whereas with garland it's like you five, play five games, games man. yeah then- nobody basically uh i think he played one like he played one game against USC USC yeah yeah um and then four other games against basically nobodies. and you know um what are we supposed to take from that i don't know
3: yeah yeah no, i'm certainly interested man and and we'll we'll see what happens i mean if it's not at 3 do you think, do the Pelicans go? I mean, the Pelicans, him and him and Zion could be pretty nice. I mean, I, I know they got Lonzo and Drew Holiday there, but I, I don't know how high they are in Lonzo Ball. But, yeah. you know, you got the Pelicans at, at four. Who's at five? Cleveland at five? I saw some mock drafts having them at Cleveland at five, but that didn't make too much sense to me yeah, but, with yeah. Sexton there. <laughs> and, and, and then um, who do you have at six? You have Phoenix at six? Yeah, Phoenix is at six, and then Bulls are at seven. And then Bulls are at seven, so oh, yeah, four, six, seven. Yeah,
4: I could see that.
5: Good. And I'm, I'm, I'm. I think uh, I just read that the Timberwolves are trying to trade up
4: to get right now. Yeah, they're trying to trade up at, to four. I don't know what that. I, mean, I think they want a point guard, but I don't know if that's an that issue. Yeah. It could be Garland. It could be, you know, it could be Kobe White. Who knows? But...
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the real GM says they want Garland at four.
3: Mm-hmm. T. Wolf Garland at four. Okay, okay. We'll we'll see, man. So let's get into um. Obviously, the the front runner of this whole thing is is R.J. Barrett. He's saying all the right things, man. He he wants to be a member of the Knicks. His grandfather was a Knicks fan. I mean, he he's done so much good PR for the Knicks this week. You think he worked for them <laughs> for the front office, man? Real talk. But That's hey, listen. Lot. You know, this is a kid. He, he's coming in highly touted. A lot of people saying a lot of complimentary things. Coach KJ Williams, all those guys. I mean, Schwenny, what, what's your overall take on on RJ <coughs> Barrett? You you think the fan base is is kind of too hype on him on him right now? I'm seeing a lot of positive um, energy you know, from the fan base in regards to RJ. You know, what's your take on it?
4: If you want to be positive about RJ, I'm I'm not like initially. I guess maybe I'm down on RJ relative to what a lot of people think, but yeah. he's not like bad he's fine he's like he's a good prospect um there's definitely things to like about him he's not like i don't really understand the wiggins comparisons that people that yeah, i, don't, his, I like, don't see that the trackers i've been throwing at him because yeah. he actually you know he can pass he rebounds um like there are things about him that are just i mean i don't really get it at all why anybody would compare him to bear or to to wiggins rather um i also saw like so, what was it?
3: 538 compared to- I was about to pull that up. Yeah, yeah. that 538 yeah. comparison is crazy.
4: So most similar to Carmelo and, like... And D'Angelo Russell second. Yeah, I mean, I guess... That's... I guess, what? I, <laughs> can see, yeah, I can see Russell more than Melo just the way they play. A little bit, yeah. But, like, Melo doesn't make any sense to me because... Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I have not ever... I, I don't even know what Melo's college numbers look like. Um, I think efficiency wise they were similar but like you know barrett did a lot more playmaking than i remember mellow ever doing in college yeah Yeah. Uh, and as far as russell russell i guess i don't know it's really weird with barrett because he essentially had to run point at times yeah um but he didn't run point you know like he wasn't the point guard so it's a little bit of a different situation. I, I don't know. I I don't really like either of those comparisons. I think Garrett's just, he's a very unique kind of prospect in terms of his statistical production. And um, just everything about him is very different because (laughs) uh, you know, like he just, I, I just don't I don't really like comparing prospects in that sense. Yeah. Uh, there there's so many differences in just how they played and like systems and then the teams they were on and what their roles were and blah, blah blah blah. Um it's it's more like what can these guys do? What are their actual skills and then what can they do at the next level that matter? Um and I just don't see any way that like Baird ends up becoming like mellow mm-hmm. or D'Angelo
3: Russell, like yeah. they're just not really good comparisons for him. Yeah, I, I definitely don't see those comparisons, Jails. That, I, don't, I don't. <laughs> see that it. was kind of. I definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see it, man. Shawnee, just just bring your, your laptop screen down a little bit. Um, yeah, you're like
5: peeking up under like. The... <laughs> yeah, there you go.
3: There you go. Yeah, I, okay. I, don't get the comparisons, but um, I'm definitely intrigued by the prospect. I, I think we got to go with um the, the the guy with the highest ceiling. The guy that's gonna could potentially be the the biggest impact player. I know you know the the Culver pick to me is more of a safe pick. I I think with Barrett though you got to go with the guy who you, who you think has the best star potential. You know I like that he's left handed. I like that he's a he's a capable playmaker. He's a guy that could start the break. He could run the pick and roll. You know he could he could probably help fill some of that point guard void. I'm interested uh-huh. in seeing if if it's DSJ going forward. I'm interested in seeing. How they operate in the backcourt? I'm intrigued, man. The size, you know, he has a size. He can rebound. Obviously, his defense needs work. He can work on that. And and I just like his leadership qualities, man. Uh, I think he could be real solid for us.
4: Yeah, I'm not that intrigued by him and Dennis Smith Jr. in the backcourt. Nah,
5: it just doesn't that. It just doesn't. It just like I said, there's fit problems when you have Dennis Smith Jr. next to R.J. Barrett. They, they just don't mesh to me in my head, which is why I was high on Garland in the first place. But I mean... Yeah, yeah. But, like, um,
4: Garland and, and and RJ would make sense, but obviously that's yeah,
5: not for us. Absolutely. Gar- Garland, <laughs> we can
4: trade DSJ for Garland, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I we can do that can down, but I don't think we can. Oh, no, man,
3: um, listen, I'm, I'm interested in DSJ year three. I'm not ready to give up on him. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm already under the I'm already under the impression that we're not getting Kyrie uh, in, in in this thing, nor Kemba. So what what other options do we have? What what other options do we have? You know, you guys would say DSJ got to go. Who's gonna play point guard on this team? I didn't say he has to go. I'm just saying. Um, no, yeah, no. I'm just I'm just talking yeah. about. I see people in the chat talking about DSJ got to go. No, I was saying Garland. I mean Garland.
5: Uh, I was saying DSJ for the fourth. That's what I said.
3: <laughs> FTSJ for the fourth straight up. Or you guys, up. what do you guys think about the the RJ and Knox pairing? How, how you guys see that working out potentially?
4: I'll, 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 I'll let J. Let's go first.
3: What do you say? I say. So, hey, hey. What, what do you think about the, the RJ and Knox pairing?
5: I mean, the RJ and Knox pairing is interesting because Kevin. I mean, they seem like they work perfectly together on an offensive end with Kevin's. Um, jump shot looking pretty wet from the corner and RJ's ability to kind of run the offense sometimes and both of them kind of being that long wing player that they might be able to switch a little bit on defense once they actually get better on defense but um offensively though I feel like their skills kind of complement each other um the thing is I know towards the end of the year last season we were trying to have Kevin Knox run more of the offense and Now that RJ is here and it seems like it might be a little more natural for RJ to do that than Kevin, I'm, I'm wondering what, what, like what direction Fizdale is going to pick. Is he going to keep trying to develop Kevin Knox as a guy who can initiate the pick and roll sometimes, or is he just going to go with straight up RJ?
3: Shawnee, what's your, uh, what's your take? I
4: absolutely hate that pairing. Um. That's like my honest take. I just think that, like, there's no way that that pairing on the wing is even good for like two, three years, maybe. Um, like, it, it's going to be so bad on defense. It's going to be yeah, terrible. Yeah, def-
3: defensively is going to be tough.
4: No, defensively yeah,
3: is where it's going to be defensive. Problem. Defensively is terrible.
4: Gonna be gonna terrible. Be and then, yeah, I mean, often offensively, I'm not actually that worried about their pairing. Yeah, like, like Knox is fine playing off the ball he's probably better playing off the ball than he would be like I, i think he'll probably benefit i mean he'll benefit more than a lot of i mean he'll benefit whatever it doesn't matter who in comparison to but he'll benefit from playing off the ball more but um like if we're playing rj at two and knox at three they're just gonna get lit up every night and like that's kind of where i don't i don't really know how we're building this team forward because and that's not to say, like, trust me, this is not me arguing that that's why we should not, you know, draft R.A. Barrett. I think there are reasons to draft him um, that, you know, over that. But, like, I, I just, I don't know what we're actually building long term here if if we go with Barrett and we're just going to this youth movement thing, um, especially with, like, you know, the rumors that Frank is going to get traded, blah, blah, blah. But it's like. Yeah, I
3: think what, Frank is out of there. If they, yeah, I mean, if they
4: that, whatever. Let's just say, like, it doesn't really matter if he is or not. Let's just assume he is. Mm. I mean, what are like? So we're gonna start Dennis McJr,
3: RJ, and Knox together. Like, are we? Are we trying to give <laughs> up
4: the most points in NBA
3: <laughs> I mean, that that's part of the rebuild, man. That that's part of the rebuild. I mean, that's why. I, that's why I always people
5: will laugh at me, but I always say, have. If you're going to have R.J., I I I'd rather have him start the second, run the second unit, and start uh, <clears throat> and start Dot at the two, because I feel like that solves a lot of the spacing problems, the offense defense problems. I, I feel like.
4: Wait, who who would you
5: have come off the bench? I would have R.J. come off the bench. Like I knew I know RJ is like because there's there's talent, but right? It's obvious it's obvious that R.J. has the, the higher ceiling than Dotson but Dotson fits the starting five better. You know what I mean? So I, I
4: kind of yeah, feel like... Why, why wouldn't you just... Why wouldn't you just bring Knox off the bench and start RJ? Yeah, I would, if, if, that, that's, if, that if that's well. the case,
3: I would bring Knox off the bench. If, you, if you're if you talking about bringing Dotson in for a more balance uh, on the defensive end, I guess. Uh, you know, I guess. But I mean, I, I'm starting RJ, man. I'm, I'm starting RJ off the rip. Uh, now, I mean... Off the
5: rip, though, is like, I guess you know what it is when you think about players who've been here uh, longer. I think it's harder to, it's harder for a coach to be like, all right, Knox, you've been here a season longer, you're more acclimated, but you're going to come off the bench for for like the rookie.
4: Like, that's why he gets paid money. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why Fizzle gets paid what he gets paid to, to handle that stuff. Like, that's not our problem. That's his problem. Um, like, he has to start who deserves to get started. And you know he didn't do that shit last year, but um, you know, like, you know, you got to start. Who deserves to get started? And I don't think anything Knox like. I'm not, I'm not one of these people that thinks like Knox is, you know, irredeemable bust or anything like that. I don't. Uh, but he didn't do anything last year to suggest that like he has to be tied in for sure as a starter. Like nothing he did. Like okay, he shot well from three. He shot well from three for an 18 year old, 19 year old rookie, like that actually is something. And I think that's something that a lot of people that are like very, very down on him dismiss, but you know, shooting 34% on whatever his volume was, it was like a pretty good volume. I think it was like six threes per game or whatever it was. Um, that's like a, that's like a pretty good, you know, that, that's a good number, but you know, he also did shoot what 37% from the field overall. Like he was terrible on defense um, basically, every lineup he was in was garbage. Uh, you know, that's not to say that like all that is his fault, but if everything is pointing to you being a negative, like, you're probably a negative. Um, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, I'm, you know what it is?
5: I'm going off of towards the end of the season. He was shooting like 40% for three in the last month. And I felt like the efficiency was kind of ticking up. So a lot of that really a lot of that thinking of even, even starting Knox comes off. Can he build off the momentum that he built from the end of the last season? And did he take the next step? So I, I feel like that's what I'm basing it from off of. And if he, if he starts, if the season comes along and he hasn't taken the next step, then he has to take the next step. And then you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah.
4: But like, that's, that's kind of like the point though, is I mean, that's fine. Like, you know, let them play for it in camp, whatever. But, um, you know, we, to me, I wouldn't be constructing any lineup. Like, to, I, I think RJ is a clear cut. And I'm, I'm presuming here that RJ is the pick. I think it's, like, unless we get blown away with an offer, um, I think he's going to be the pick. Yeah, he's definitely the pick. Yeah. So, the pick. <laughs> so, you know, assuming RJ is the pick, you know, like, I think he's going to come in and just, even if, uh, you know, I'm not his, like, I don't think he's a bad prospect. I think he's a good prospect, but I don't think he's amazing. But even as somebody like that, like he's going to come in. And honestly, I think we're going to see, like, wow, there's such a difference between him and like the guys who've been picking, like Frank and and Knox, and even like guys we trigger for like DSJ. Like, there's a definite difference between these guys where I think Knox or sorry, where RJ is going to come in and be able to produce, maybe not efficiently, but he's going to be able to like produce numbers and like when you can do that you just deserve to start over like who you know Knox isn't again like he's not bad but he's not like you can't just give Knox the ball a bunch of times and he's going to get you numbers that's not the player he is like we saw plenty games where he just got the ball a bunch of times and like you know he would put up a dud like rj might even if he has a dud, he's going to get you numbers. He's going to get you production. He's going to, it might be inefficient, but he'll get you points. He'll get you assists. Like he's going to fill out the box score um, in a way that none of these guys can. So to me, <clears throat> if we're just talking about starting on merit, um, RJ is going to end up starting on merit and, whether Knoxville or not, to me, is up in the air. But, like, there's no way in hell that we should be starting Dennis Smith Jr., Knox, and RJ together. And, I mean, if we are, then, you know, scrap in yeah. front of their, like,
3: 65-loss season. But what I do your starting
4: five? I, I don't know. I mean, that's what free agency is going to help us determine. Yeah, we'll but. see.
3: It's still early, man. It's, it's still early. Let me get to the phones. Let's go to Matt from Jersey. He wants to talk about RJ and Fisdale's playing style. Matt, how you feeling, bro?
7: What's up, man? What's up, CP? Uh, been, been keeping up with the show for the last three
3: months. Okay, appreciate it, man. All right.
7: And uh, basically, I mean, I hope we take RJ, man. I really do, because i seen him, I've been watching him. I think he's going to be the man. Okay. And uh, basically, I want to talk about Fisdale, uh, too. I mean, think about this the question I want to ask you. If KP didn't get hurt last year, before they traded him. Do you think we make the playoffs?
3: No. No, I don't. No, Do you think, I don't we're think close so. to the playoffs? I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, I don't. I don't see us making the playoffs, even if KP was healthy last year. To be honest, last well,
7: year, I, I don't know. I no well, the, re- the reason why I asked that because RJ is coming in to pretty much replace KP. Right I mean our rebuilding is not gonna be crazy it's gonna be happy it's gonna happen pretty quick, and Fisdale needs to step up his coaching in my opinion,
3: yeah, I mean, and appreciate the call man i mean listen we we spoke about that yesterday, you know I mean earlier today, sorry obviously fisdale he's gonna be on the clock man no matter who we get in 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 free agency second year fizdale is gonna be held to a higher standard to get the culture. Started, established, get the identity established And get some sort of um, semblance of a system I mean, JL, what do you guys think about that? That's the biggest thing, is the system (laughs) Yeah, regardless of what we have It's going to be more pressure on him To establish that identity and that culture With these young guys, man, for sure Yep Yeah For
4: sure Yeah, I I don't think, I don't know I, I don't know how to answer that question Because if KP was healthy, like, I mean, so many things would be different. Um, maybe we don't, like, you know, like, I mean, not that we have a lot of cap space, but if we knew KP was healthy, would we have signed Zonia for whatever cap space we did have? Uh, would we have been more aggressive about giving Kylo Quinn more money? Like, yeah. I think i mean i i I know i know that they wanted to keep kyle i know they made him like a legit offer but i don't think they made him some offer he couldn't he couldn't they didn't make an offer he couldn't refuse kind of right whereas like if kp is healthy maybe he's like okay yeah this team can make the playoffs so i'm gonna stick around for another year and you know i'll see what happens so there's just too many variables to know i I will i i do think that like if kp was healthy they would have at least won like 35 games last year but i mean what does that even mean i know that well i mean when he was held the year before by the time he went out they had we had a losing record uh we weren't in the playoff picture by the time when he got injured so uh we can't say any of that for certain yeah uh, They would have been better. That's all we can really (laughs) say. It would have been the worst in
3: the league. For sure, Uh, man. All right, let's go to Georgia. Will from Georgia. wants to talk about selecting RJ over Garland. Will, how you feeling, bro? Yeah, I'm good, bro.
8: Good, CP. What's going on with you, baby?
3: man. how you feeling, bro? All
8: right, I'm good. Hey, man, I just want to say, man, we we definitely need to pick RJ Barrett, bro. You know, it's about... uh, talent acquisition man he's 19 years old you know what I'm saying we need to pick him bro we need to pick him 19 years old he's talented that's what we need not Darius Garland this kid was the number one prospect before Zion he needs to be in the fold bro talent that's what we need talent 19 put these guys in there let them develop together DSJ him too. Keep them. We was raving about them before we picked them. You know, we wanted them in that draft. Now we got them. Let's develop them. Yeah. Keep them.
3: Yeah, I, I agree, man. Appreciate you know appreciate saying? the we, call, Will. Def definitely appreciate it. Um, listen, this is what the development is about, man. It's about talent acquisition. Jay, you know, like Jay Ellis said, we don't know. Obviously, everything's not going to be a perfect fit right now. We're trying to see yeah. who's going to fit. We're trying to see who's going to fit. Who's in? Who's out? You know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah, I know what you're saying. But you know what it is, too? It's like it's easier to know who's in, who's out, and who fits when the pieces are complementary. We, we just finished watching Duke lose because they had poor poor spacing, and then we're going to put him in a situation when he has poor spacing on the Knicks. And then we're going to be like, oh, well, he can't do this, he can't do that. Of course, because he doesn't have the spacing. Like, yeah. uh, like. It's cool that he has the potential, but we still, to maximize potential, and for other people
3: to actually see the potential, we have to put the right pieces Got to put the right pieces, us, man. <laughs> got, got to surround these guys with the right pieces. Let's go to, um, well, well, before we get to the next call, shout out to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Make sure you subscribe to the channels. Uh, if you guys are new to the chat, new to the show, leave us with a hashtag, new in the chat so we can shout you guys out. Also put your city in the chat where are you guys watching from. We can shout you guys out on on that as well, man. Salute to everybody. We got about 600 people watching on YouTube. Shout out to yep. everybody on Facebook and Twitter as well. Who's Mark in the building 23 Blade? RJ Williamson. AO Power, what's going on? JL, who so you got in your chats, bro? Oh uh, man, I got uh my guy
5: Craig Williams
3: Jet for life.
5: Brooklyn. Charlie, what's going on? Uh, Johnny Markash. I see my boy Wayne. Seven thirty. Tarisa, what's going on? Shout out to the chat, Rich Boy, Stafford Don. What's okay. going on?
3: All right, let's go. Uh, let's, all right, so let's go back to the phones. We'll go to Mustafa from Atlanta. He wants to talk about the RJ and Knox pairing. Mustafa, how you feeling, bro?
9: Hey, what's going on, man? It's been a while since I got y'all live, so I'm gonna just run through a couple of things quick. Okay. First, I'm not that high on Darius Garland don't really know why, but I'm just not. i because <laughs> i the shot creator. I think he's a shot taker. Um, yeah. I think a comparison for R.J. right now was probably Wade coming out. He can shoot the shot. He's not afraid of the shot. And is, he's not a great shooter, but he's high athletic, and he's got a high basketball IQ. So that's why yeah. I see the upside for R.J. About the caller that I called before who said we would be with K.P. wouldn't have got hurt. I think if K.P is healthy last year that means he's healthy the year before when he doesn't get hurt so we probably make the playoffs that year at least eight or or seven we could have possibly had a losing record at the time i think we we're about 500 when kp went down he went down dunking on Giannis. so it's kind of like i i don't see us like not being better than orlando or some crap like that or, or detroit um and for for this coming year i look at the growth of you got a guy like RJ. I like DSJ's athleticism and for what we pay these guys. Like we can't yeah. give up on the fact that we're getting production for the cheap from eight of our players. That is so much gold right now. If you tell me we can't beat the Hawks three times this year, <laughs> if we can't beat the Pistons twice this year, and we can't beat Orlando twice this year, if we can't beat the Bucks once, Toronto once, it's teams that we can beat and possibly make that push for the AC. Not even saying I want that. I, I don't care. But we could have won 15 more games last season, like this past season.
3: Realistically, 15. we tried. Yeah, that's an optimistic outlook, so, so, so But Pistons
9: I'm saying, we, huh? I'm, look, we beat the Hawks twice. We can beat these bad East teams and steal some games here and there. We beat the Bucs in, in, in double overtime. You right. know, we beat San Antonio twice. We beat the Lakers twice in games they wanted to win. When we yeah. were changing the team every five seconds. If you give these guys a whole year playing together, these young guys, hungry, I can see us winning some games. Now we can win 30 games next season. And I think it's, it's worth it for us to keep these young guys together. I'm so glad we didn't make the AD trade, and I'm so glad we didn't take that stupid Hawks trade. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm saying I look in the direction we're going. I can take Julius Randle for $20 million. I can see that. I don't really – I think we pass on everybody else other than that. We can't get KD and, and another complimentary pe- person. If we can't get Kawhi, I, I don't want any of these guys by themselves. Yeah, I don't want buy Harris good. for 30. I don't want Jimmy Butler for 30.
3: No, nah, I'm good on that. I don't nah, want any
9: of those nah, guys. Nah, I'll take that. a couple of guys on a one-year, one-year option. Yeah. You know what I mean? For I would do that all day and be right back where we're at next year. But that's my thoughts, guys. I love hearing y'all. I'm glad I caught y'all tonight. I got right off work right on time.
3: Nice. So I think (laughs) my
9: man at the bottom shaking his head. He doesn't agree with nothing I'm (laughs) saying. But uh, I listen to uh, what he he got to say.
3: All right. Appreciate Uh, it, Mustafa, man. Make sure you tune in tomorrow during the draft live stream as well, man. Appreciate the call, man. Shweeney, what's your comeback at this, man? I just, look,
4: I I don't know how. I mean, I, I agree with him wholeheartedly that, like, if you don't get KD or Kawhi, you don't max anybody else. That's yeah. it. Like that's, and like with KD now, like me personally, I'm not
3: maxing. I'm not. You're not uh, going to rap.
4: No, I'm not going to, uh, I can talk myself into it, I guess, because
3: yeah.
4: he's that good. You, blah, you, blah, you're thinking
3: blah. the same old Knicks at that point. I just, I just don't, I don't
4: really get it. Like, all right. So you max him. He's out for the first year, a hundred percent. Um, <laughs> Probably still recovering the second year. Like he's not just going to come back and kill it. And then he's thirty-three, I Probably think. Thirty-three about, three about
3: that. He's about thirty-three.
4: At and that then time. during the last two years of his contract, like I don't know, it the the value just doesn't really strike me as great. Uh, maybe I'm off on that. But like I said, like I can talk myself into that because at least what you're doing there is you're maxing a guy that is arguably a top 10, top 15 player of all time, right? So, like, okay, I can at least talk myself into that. Like, Kawhi, obviously, no doubt, understand why you max him, and you're good. Uh, Everybody else, it's like, okay, Kyrie's a head case. Uh, Jimmy is Jimmy. Who knows how he's going to feel? Tobias is not a max player to me at all.
3: Yeah, I'm not going uh, there. I'm going. I'm dipping in the basement, man. If we're, yeah, if man. we're not getting Katie and Kawhi, I'm going into the basement. I'm going to get some vets. I might Word. see what's going to Michael just, Green. Just, see how much he yeah. might cost.
4: Just, just get a couple of vets that you can sign to either one plus one contracts yeah. or two plus one contracts. Or Go with that, and then like try and use some of your space to take on negative contracts for picks. Like that's that's it. That's all yeah. I really want to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know but like that. That's really, that's it. Um, I, yeah, I I don't, I don't know if I a hundred percent believe like all of our young guys are awesome. I don't actually believe all our young guys are awesome, but like, you know, they're young, so it's worth just keeping them in house. And if you don't have a better alternative other than, you know, I mean the ideal plan was what like max K like the ideal plan we had was max KD Max Kyrie or Kemba, uh Trey for Anthony Davis, right? Like so E D is out. Like we and, and based on what he went for, like, thank God, like that that was out. Yeah. Uh uh, you know, KD towards Achilles, so you yeah, make that what you will. And then everything else after that is like whatever. Um, like I don't want to max out as a guy. So I think that the I mean I like I mean I might have disagreed with some of his Thoughts, but I think he ultimately had the right idea. Like uh that, you know, you don't you don't do anything other than sign one plus ones or one year contracts. Like I, I'm, I'm actually okay signing two year contracts for some guys because next year's free agency
3: sucks, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. It's not a good class next year. Nope, yeah. not a good class. Next like, year. So,
4: so you know, if like the dif- the difference between you getting, I don't know, I've talked about this endlessly, but like, let's say you signed patrick beverly and marcus morris right like it's a difference between you getting them and not getting signing them to like two years 20 million instead of one year 12 million that's fine to me that's more than fine to me um i just think that like we cannot have another year where we roll the ball out there and the kids just be kids and like we're like, yeah, dude, just figure it out. Keep what you yeah. kill and all that bullshit.
3: No, I, I think I think we have to be as competitive as we can. We've seen with the lottery results this year that it pays to be that way instead of just going straight to the bottom. We gotta we gotta try to put a field a competitive team out there. Surround the kids with some vets that that are gonna come to work every day. Now, I would love to get Patrick Beverly in here, although I think he's gonna go to probably the Lakers or or more of a contender. So I think the Lakers need him. But but you also mentioned, um, JL, you also mentioned about trading trading for cap space. Did you see the um, the Thunder news that the yep. Thunder were looking to trade, uh, package up potentially the number 23 pick plus Roberson um, for some cap relief on the luxury tax? What would you yeah. do in that regard, JL? I'm taking it and running. Yeah, I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm taking
5: that and running. I, I saw Steve Adams on that list too, which is like, wait, what? Yeah, Steven Adams. They got to
3: do something, man. That team is stuck in the mud. They stuck in no man's land right now. Let's be yeah. Honest. I mean, they're,
4: they're, I mean, Stephen Adams only has his two years left on his contract, so there might be some team that's just like, okay, if you give me a first round pick, sure, I'll take yeah. Steve. Like, I mean, he's a starting center. Like, he's not a bad yeah. player. He might be overpaid, but he's not a bad player. No, he's so. a starter, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So like that. That to me, I I don't know. I I think that's maybe that name is just a little bit out there, but like, yeah, sure. If they wanted to give you a first round pick to just like eat Andre Roberson's expiring contract, yeah. yeah, I'll do that.
3: I would uh, I would do that.
4: It's actually a twenty first pick, not the twenty first.
3: Twenty first, right? I, I saw twenty first earlier, but um I see people talking about um some people mentioned twenty third, but yeah. Uh, around there but yeah i would definitely take that on all right back to the phones let's go to uh jay from north carolina he wants to talk about rj and the future starters jay how you feeling bro
8: hey i'm doing good man how y'all fellas doing man i want to apologize the other night man i was um nursing my mom she was feeling bad and um i had a bad reception so the phone got cut off oh not not a problem problem, man not a problem i hope hope was all right um. Yeah, she's doing much better. Um. The thing with um with Barrett,
7: mm-hmm.
8: Barrett is a complete score. We don't have nobody that can go get their own buckets. If you noticed before, um, Nick Nurse called that timeout to stop the momentum of Okaiwe. What the hell was he was He was
3: going thinking? to get his
8: own buckets.
3: What the hell was he Brennan thinking? He was going that? to get his it's own crazy.
8: buckets. With no timeouts, he didn't need no time. Get out the way. That's what we need. R.J. is the type of dude that will go and get his own bucket when the play breaks and, and and it's not a develop for a play no more. That's what I love about this guy. But I do believe we need to get some toughness in our game. If we can't get Kawhi. Don't even go after KD, all that, sign him, let him sit for a year. Nah, we waited. We waited with KP and KP got traded. We can't wait two more years on another dude. We gotta keep on developing. But go get some of these tough minded dudes. Morrison, power forward. He'll go great with with money Mitch. And I keep I, I, I text y'all one time, Brockton, I'm telling y'all, that boy Brockton is tough minded. That's what we need. Yeah, I like,
3: I like Brogdon he a talking lot.
8: talking about we need point guard. Yes, he plays defense. Yeah, like he can Brogdon. handle the rock. He ain't scared of the moment. And and for a little bit of change, like $20 million, he going to leave because they're not going to give him that much money, and they already going to pay So They made a mistake well, for him.
3: Well, they got to pay Middleton. Middleton, they say, is looking yep. for that five-year max bag. So good luck with yeah. that. I'm not giving him that shit.
5: Yeah, the Bucks are also trying to move some pieces I to get that space.
4: Yeah, they're they're also trying to move their first round picks.
8: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they got to work. I like, I I like, I like DS, but I don't think DS is the solution.
3: I mean, my take is I'm not saying he's the solution. All I'm saying is uh, we don't know, man. It's early. Just the same people that want to get D'Angelo Russell in here was the same people I was talking about was trash two years ago last year. It takes time for some of these guys, man. DSJ—he's yeah. on his second team in as many years on a tanking team, terrible team. Let's get some talent in here and, and see what this guy could do. We've seen flashes, man. We seen yeah, this guy I, I, throwing up triple doubles. Yes, his, his jumper needs work. He needs to be more efficient. Gotta get in shape. We know all the weaknesses with DSJ. Uh, I'm just—I'm just here to see. Let, let's see what happens right. with this kid, man.
5: Yeah, I agree with you. Even though I was talking about having Garland, for I—I'm I, I, definitely not on the D low train with dsa let, let's pick a direction let dsa rock if we're not going to get some big uh kd pairing thing let dsa rock and oh
8: definitely we don't need to switch burrows with d local we definitely don't need to do that
3: yeah absolutely Let man. Me switch states. Bro. absolutely man jay appreciate the call man we got a lot yo. of calls on the line so i definitely want to get to as many as we can yo let's go yeah, Yo, I
5: just I just saw something that said the Pelicans are assembling assets in an all-out effort to trade with Memphis for a second pick.
3: Wow. Wow. Peter We're, Vessi. Peter. Oh, oh man, Peter Peter Vessi trying to come back. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. How you feel about that? Peter, Peter Vessi kind of lost his touch, man. <laughs> that,
7: sounds, that, just,
4: that sounds like that sounds like they're trying to like make that, that that really just sounds like they're trying to make a trade with the Knicks. That's what that sounds like to me.
3: <laughs> Peter Vesey, he's he's trying to step on Woj's toes. He's trying to tell you he's still got it, man. He's still got just still got juice in these yeah, streets.
4: They're, <laughs> trade, they're allegedly trying to trade. I mean, the Grizzlies just traded kindly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like they're, that they're makes gonna sense. Trade. They're going to take him. Like that's what that is. Um, taking, but what if, I mean, what if? I mean, what if I, they are
3: just as high as Garland, and maybe they say, "Hey, listen, we'll take whoever the Knicks don't take." Yeah, I mean, sure, I
4: guess go for it. But like, so they're gonna they're gonna pass Ja, and then let us. I mean, I don't know how this affects us. So I guess basically they're gonna take, like, so the Pelicans would trade up for RJ, and then we would take Ja, and then they would take Garland at four. Like, man, or or we know, take man. Garland,
3: they take Ja. I mean, I don't think it's impossible. I
4: mean, I th- I think that's cr- I, I think it's bullshit. Like, I I don't see how that. Yeah, i think that's more more than anything that sounds like they're trying to get uh, this entire thing just sounds like they really want rj they don't have the juice to get up to two they keep floating that they have the juice to i mean they do have the, actually they don't follow well, they do have the juice to get up to two yeah but they don't want to give up the juice to get up to two they just don't care not crazy because like the, the grizzlies are i mean they've been locked in on job basically since the draft since the draft lottery so you're gonna have to give up way more than you have to get to move up to Zion. The, to RJ. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I, I floated out on Twitter. Like, I think if you got a pick swap and Ingram, I would do that. Just straight up, I would do that. Um, but, like, will the Pelicans? I have no idea. I have yeah. no idea if I would do that or not. Um, and I know a lot of people – I mean, I'm sure a lot of people in the chat right now, like, that's crazy. Why would you do that? uh maybe i i wouldn't like even if culver was a consensus third pick and i offered a pick swap three to four plus ingram i would do it i think ingram is like probably one of the more undervalued player assets in the league i thought him and lonzo were like really undervalued player assets just because like the lakers are such a shit show and um they were in situations that like the, i mean the whole situation in la this past few years has been like very chaotic yeah chaotic yeah just chaotic um but even then like you know if you look at ingram's numbers like he improved every year he scored more efficiently scored more um his all-around game is like not bullshit uh i posted something on twitter today like his last 22 games of last year, like kind of, you know, after the initial adjustment period with LeBron, he was putting up like 26 and three and a half assists. Um, You know, like he was actually playing really well. I I would do that in a second. I don't, I think like, you know, if it was that easy, if if the Knicks, my opinion is like, if the Knicks could get three, if they could swap three for four in Ingram, it would be done by now. Um, and that's why, like, what yesterday it came out that all of a sudden, like the first report that came out was that, according to Berman, the Pelicans were trying to trade to two to two. Take Arjun Garrett. And then yesterday it came out that, like, the Knicks were going to work out Garland. And then now we're hearing that the Pelicans are apparently putting up some monster package to move up to two.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know about Peter Vesey, man. I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, know, know, it, the I don't know.
4: I just, I just feel like when there's that much smoke about the same kind of thing. Yeah, there's something going on there, um, and like that's why I said where when you were asking about Garland, like, yeah, like I, I think that, I think the Knicks are pretty open to like any possibility. They just need to get what they perceive as value.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, so like, what value is to them? I obviously can't be certain um uh, but for me any trade where you go down from three to four has to start with getting ingram and if you don't get ingram like then there's no conversation to be all right,
3: I hear that. all right let's go back to the phones man let's go to who's mark from queens he wants to talk about the young corn rj mark what's good bro What's good next man
7: how's everything
3: good man how you feeling bro right. you coming to the draft tomorrow where is it at? I'll come. <laughs> it's at Parkland. No, not the draft party. <laughs> not the draft party. The dra- The actual draft. Are you, call- you going to be at the draft?
10: I might come. I might come. I might come. I might come. i
3: think about
10: it. I might come. Okay. But All right. Well, yeah. Go me, ahead, man. Go, go ahead. What's your point? Let me say a couple of things. RJ Barrett. This comparison with him and D. way take that out of your mind, please. Just take that out of your mind. He's more like DeRozan, he's more like a DeRozan. He's a good scorer. He's a he's a. <coughs> I won't say a, he, he could he can make shots, but he ain't he ain't known for a shooter. He's more for getting to the getting to the paint and slashing. That's where his game is at. Number two, you signed Kevin Durant because when you think about it, in the next two years. There's no bigger free agent than, other than Giannis. And Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant will be a very big piece for future free agency for us. Because if we just roll out with the kids and we improve and stuff like that, yeah. we don't know if we're ever going to land a, a, a star player. You're right. No, it's ever, worth, it's worth the
3: risk in that regard. So I agree why, with that. It's definitely worth the risk in that regard.
10: But when people talk about, yeah, he comes off his Achilles injury. Is Kevin Durant gonna forget stop is Kevin is Kevin Durant gonna forget forget shooting? He he don't rely on his athleticism like he's Russell Westbrook.
3: Right. Me, he don't right.
10: rely on things like that. He's a half court player and he can shoot the he's seven feet and can shoot the ball and post. So I'm not worried about Katie. KD Katie gonna come back in the next next year. I'm not worried about it. you. You just sign him. You just sign him. Number three, I need the Knicks. To holla at the Bucks for Ilya Silva contract in that thirtieth pick, we need to take on that contract. Mm. We need to put How much is that? How much? How much for that is that, Seven million. How much? Seven million.
4: Seven, Seven million. million.
10: Okay. Seven. Seven. Not bad. Because there's two guys, there's two sleepers in this draft who I like in the first round, going late. Mm. It's the kid from Washington. The kid from Washington called uh, name uh, Matisse. Defensive, the best defensive, best defensive player in college. He's a wrecking ball. He's mm. a wrecking ball on defense. Him, and I need Darius Bridgesley. He's probably the most talented offensive player in this draft. He could have went number one like this year if he'd have played in college. And he's yeah, he going skipped late college. Twenty-seven to Brooklyn, and I swear to God, if he lands in Brooklyn and he's able to play under that system. He is fluent offensively. The kid just got it. He just got it. He's bigger than what people might might it might look on television. He's bigger than that. I think he's like a six six eight six nine small forward, swing man. Could could do it all. Could do it all. Could do it all. Mm. I need the Knicks to. I need the Knicks to think about trading Dennis Smith for. Uh, for, for for assets, because uh, he he's not gonna cut Yeah, but it's like that. Really but that's the thing with
3: DSJ, man. He's the same thing with Frank, but maybe a little bit more high value. How, what are you really getting for him? He's on his what. second team in two years. I, what are you really getting for DSJ? You think you're gonna get back into the first round for him? Maybe.
10: uh late could be late. Could maybe be late. late. Depend, maybe Depending late. on the team, could be late. You never know. Yeah. The only thing with DS DSJ, well, I don't, I don't not say trust with him. Could he command the team? Well, yeah. That that's, what, that's, what that's what I want to see.
3: That's what I want to see. JL, Could jump he in here. You, you haven't no. jumped in here. Hold on, Mark. Go ahead, JL. So You haven't jumped in in a minute. Go ahead. Yeah,
5: I'm going to shoot, shoot, shoot DsJ some bail. I'm going to shoot him some bail. Like, <laughs> like, listen, like, he hasn't had a full year under the Knicks system. He kind of came over here, had a nice little fast start for a week, and then crapped out. But we need to give this guy actually a full season to really judge him correctly. Like, he had one year in Dallas where he played the main guy. The second year, he's playing off-ball. You know he's not an off-ball guy. So that was a disaster. So we really just need to give him an actual full year to see what he can do to really judge him correctly. I and mean, he's never really gotten that so far. So, I mean, like I said before, unless we get, like, a Kyrie or Kemba or something like that, something that's astronomical blowing us out as world lead point guard, then I feel like we should just go with DSJ and see what we got before uh, he can could- –
3: that that's all I'm saying, man. Listen, I'm I'm realistic about this free agency pursuit. All right, obviously I want the best case scenario. I wanted to I want us to get KD, Kawhi Leonard, everybody, whoever want to come. Right. I'm being realistic. Even if we get Kevin Durant and we and we have to bench him and rest him, we're still back on the development track. So let me see, like who's Marcus saying if DSJ can take another step and run the offense, command the team consistently, consistently. Because some nights you saw that flash from him, other nights you're like, oh damn, he needs a lot of work. So that's all I want to see, and we have nothing to lose by doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's take one more call, then we'll go to Culver. Let's go to um, Mike from California. Let's go to the West Coast. Mike from California wants to talk about the draft, and he's locked in on RJ. Mike, what's up, bro? Hey,
6: what's going on, fellas? I I love your show. Been out in California for about eight years, and before that, the military for like another eight. So, y'all send me back to my New York, my New York base.
3: Appreciate it, man. Um,
6: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Real quick, I'm locked in on RJ. I mean, if if Memphis moves, if uh, Memphis moves that pick, and and the call can get him, I can live with Josh. But uh, in reality, for free agency, I'm looking at like I I like what the previous call said. I like Malcolm Brogdon. And I think we should we should look at a guy like Malcolm Bogdan, look at another guy like Randall. You sign both of them for around twenty mil. That's like forty mil. We still got thirty million dollars to play with.
3: Yeah, you gotta spend ninety percent of the cap. Saying, yeah,
6: and, and I know yeah. what guys are saying, talking yeah. about, yeah, yo, You're you are not getting on one one or
3: two year contracts.
6: We 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 brought in on one of you two, uh, one or two year contracts before. And they're looking for that next contract.
3: Yeah, so you you you, pro- you probably got to go. You got go above and beyond for a restricted free agent, especially Brogden. Yo, you always, yeah. always got to sweeten that deal, man, and make it tough for Milwaukee to well, even th- come close. The, the,
6: the thing with Brogden is Milwaukee is a small market team, and they about to sign uh, Giannis soon. Middleton, they got Middleton out there. They're yeah. not looking to. They're not looking to pay that tax.
10: Mm. Shwenny, Shun- have- uh, go ahead,
3: bro. I
4: don't know about that, man. Like their owners are both billion. They got.
3: Now, owner's a Knicks fan. He's a New Yorker. He's arrogant. He'll spend. Yeah,
4: they got, got two owners. Both of them are billionaires. Um, like, just something they won't spend for Brogdon. I mean, they could spend for Brogdon and then not spend for, like, Meritage. Like, they, 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 you know, that's why they're trying to dump money, right? Is that they can keep some of these. They got, they got, okay, so Brogdon's a free agent, Middleton's a free agent, Brook Lopez is a free agent. And then they got, um, you know, uh, what is it? Like they got Miritich as a free agent. Yeah, yeah Miritich so, is
3: a free agent. That's right. Yes. They yeah. got like
4: four major free agents here. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a reason why they're trying to dump salary. Uh, because they want to keep – I would I would imagine they want to keep Lopez, Middle, I mean, Middleton they can keep, and um, Brogdon they want to keep. Like, I think they want to keep at least those three guys. Yeah. And they figure, like, okay, we can figure it out with – Meritage, you know, if they leave, whatever it is. Um, I don't think that's that big of a deal for them. Uh, so, like, if you want Brogdon, like, I think you're going to have to pay way... Yeah,
3: you're going like, to have to pay.
4: Not you... not only that, like, I just think that, like, if, if the price that you think <laughs> you're going to pay is $20 million, I think there'll be a lot of teams that are willing to pay $20 million for him a year. So, you... Which means that, like, naturally, the bidding is going to go up. It's going to go up. Uh, so, I just like to like to me if you're gonna go after brogdon you're gonna have to go to 22 23 maybe more um and like at that point is like you can't just think about it like okay does he make your team better obviously brogdon would make our team better like Mm -hmm. that's not we won fucking 17 games last year anybody's gonna make our team better um so it's about is he gonna is he gonna be worth the contract to give him because like Tim Hardaway Jr. made our team better, and everybody hated his guts. You know? <laughs> that's, like, that's a fact. Like, like that, and that's fine. I'm not even. I'm not. I don't really want to get into like a debate over yeah. whether what his contract or anything like that. But like, that's just what it is. Like, yeah, you can you can make the team better, but if you're not worth your contract, it doesn't matter. Um, and it, it like, ends up being a negative value in every way because they help you win more games, but they don't help you win enough games. Yeah, and it's hard to trade them because nobody wants to trade for the contract and there's just like a lot of things you got to consider there. So, I mean, I, I think personally, like I really like Brogdon. I would consider paying him that type of money, but like, I kind of feel like if you're, if you're paying Brogdon that kind of money, it should be because he's the guy that's like completing your team to become a contender, not, not signing him to like improve your team from 17 wins to, I don't
3: know, 30, 35 wins. Well said, man. All right, let's go to Sandy from New York. He wants to talk about signing Katie and and drafting RJ. Sandy, what's up, bro?
2: What's going on, guys? Yeah, I mean, the last two callers and what he just said just kind of stole some of my thunder, but I'm locked in on Barrett. I mean, listen, let's be blunt here. If none of these kids played a single game, Dion's probably going like four or five right now. He's not going number one. All right? So, all this hype about Darius Garland, who got hurt a few games in, being the second-best point guard, that's just hype. I mean, Cam (laughs) Reddish would be getting drafted before him if he didn't play one game either. If he had gone out in his first Duke game, got injured, and we based everything on the boy's hype, he'd be going much further sooner than he's going to. So, I'm locked in on Barrett.
3: Go ahead, Jails. Go ahead, Jails. I mean, I'm just thinking... Jails, jump in here, man. Even, I'm just thinking that...
5: Hey, Sandy, hold on. Play? Go ahead, Jails. Sorry. Go ahead, Jails. You, you can't play?
3: <laughs> nah, but
4: but he's right. He's like... He's not saying, did you see Cam play? Because we saw Cam play. He's saying that if Cam hadn't played... that like He came into the, the 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 year as a number three... Player. I understand. It. No, I understand exactly what I'm, you're saying. I'm just saying I'm, that... What I'm saying
5: is, Garland at top least
4: top had five games. We played well. The, Cam had five games? Yo, if you look at look at Cam's first five games, he looked like a stud. He thought he 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 looked like a baller. Uh, I think Cam. I think will go you back to school. will you not admit
2: that the fact that he got injured is actually doing him better than maybe what he would have happened if he played the year. That's all I'm saying. We're we're looking at him and saying we're basing it a lot on promise and not on what we saw. Granted, the few games he played, he looked good. But a lot of kids look good early. It's the grind is what breaks you down, and 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 the grind is what shows a real player through the season. That's a good point, especially in the So I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not this the kid at all. He could turn out to be great, and I do hope he does. But I'm just saying straight up right now, RJ Barrett is the third best player on that board. I actually think he he's second. He's not just got game; he's got the mental. He's got the mental side that can work in New York. Yep. And we've seen it all the time. Not everyone is built mentally yep. for New York. This kid's that built kid for it, is man. his godfather. His godfather is a big-time player who's been there his whole time. His dad played pro. You know, overseas, I believe, has a history. You know, he comes from a family where he's been built. To... You know who he reminds me of? Mentally. I'm not saying game-wise. But he reminds me of Grant Hill. Mm. Mentally. Hmm. And Grant, you know, and he's got some intangibles that Grant did as well, mind. So I'm just saying, I'm I'm lost in a Barrett. Okay. And as far as KD, uh, yeah, if we're not going to, I mean, all these other kids that we're talking about, Randall maybe makes some sense because he's got some upside, but almost all these other guys, like you know, your 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 guest said, Brockton, he's not. He's not a guy that's going to come to his team and turn it around. He is a complimentary, a complimentary player. Piece. If KD was, was 100% and no one else wanted to come to New York, you bring a guy like that in because he's going to be able to be – his play will be risen because of having KD there. I'm not willing to throw a boatload of money, and because he is a restricted free agent, it's going to take a boatload of money to get him. So I wouldn't go that way. I'm, I didn't hear why you guys were talking about him because I was in the middle of being interviewed by your pre-caller. Mm-hmm. But you put up Darius Baisley on the screen. Yeah. Who brought him up?
3: Uh, that was who's Mark, previous Which caller. Which one of you brought him up? Who's Mark? That was a previous caller. Which, he, he was interested in, in trading back you, uh, into the first right. round and getting him. Are Those you guys either.
2: familiar with him?
3: Are you... Are, are any of you three familiar with him? I know he didn't go to school. I know he didn't go to college. He, he opted out to, uh, yeah. I, I think he was working with Rich Paul and those guys. Got him an internship or something at, at Adenas.
2: In, in the sense of that, yes, he's another Robinson-type player. Yeah. But when I see him play, I see a young Tayshon Prince. Mm. Is he going to be Prince? I can't guarantee you that. But if he can be got at the end of the first round, or we buy a pick high in, early in the second round of, I think he's the kid we gotta get. I again, remember when we drafted Robinson, people were like Mitchell who? But mm. then there were four or five experts that were like, Man, the it's Knicks just hit a home run. That you remember? Yep. I'm telling you, they draft him tomorrow night, you're gonna hear some of those same experts saying that about Darius. Okay. The Knicks just hit and and this I have mad faith in in our in our office right now. You know our front mm-hmm. office. They 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 did a great <clears throat> job. You know, and, and, to be, and to we be trust. Honest, man, you know, so pre- that-
3: appreciate the call, Sandy. Sorry, man, we got a lot of calls in here, but um, I don't know, Swinny. Did did you did you see much of Darius Basley, I guess high school. I know he didn't go to school, but no,
4: um, I I haven't seen a lot of him. But yeah. I mean, I he's very similar, like similar concept to Mitch. Where I think he's being punished a lot in terms of where he's being. Projected and maybe where he'll end up being drafted just because. Uh, I mean, Mitch's case is a very, very, Mitch had a very weird situation. Mazley, uh, I think it seems like he's being punished for kind of like the route that he ended up taking. Mm. Um, but, you know, from what I understand, everything he did at the combine, he tested out well and he played well in the five on fives. So, like, I don't really understand why. And, you know, he has a high pedigree. Yeah. Uh, He was a high pedigree prospect. So it seems kind of weird that he would be available in that same. I mean, most of the projections I've seen have him as like a firm second rounder. Uh, You know, somewhere from like, I mean, there are some that have him in the early second. Mm -hmm. There are others that have him in the late. So, you know, let's say like mid second. Like that seems in this draft, strange. Um, I don't have any strong thoughts about it, but I do agree that like, you know, if you're going for an upside play, like that's a guy that be. yeah, that, that's a pretty good upside play to make. Um he's not old or anything. Um yeah, I okay. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. All I right.
0: like I said I don't have
4: like significant thoughts about it, but um because I I, I would be lying to you if I said I watched a bunch of Darius Basley um highlights and and everything about him I don't but I do like like the general concept of him as a player and what I've seen of him Mm -hmm. like yeah I, I would be totally fine with that
3: okay all right before we we're gonna switch topics to Jared Culver just in the interest of time but uh before we do that shout out to everybody in the chat once again we got roughly 700 or so watching on YouTube hit that thumbs up button for your boys if you're a diehard Knicks fan make sure you guys are subscribing to the channel And hitting that notification bell. This is what we do. We go live after, uh, during the season, after every game, and during the all season, after every major event. Obviously, we got the draft coming up tomorrow. For those of you in the New York City area, we will be at Slattery's Midtown Pub for the draft party. That's the same place where we had the lottery party, and also the same place where we had the two watch parties last year. For those of you that'll be at the draft, you can meet me and Jay Ellis there. We'll be outside pre-show starting at 6.30. Then we'll be inside. We'll watch the pick. We'll give you our reactions. Um, if you can't make it to Barclays, we will be live streaming everything, the pre-show, the draft, and the after party at Slattery. So make sure you stay on the channels and uh, and, and stay tuned. All right, Sweeney, real quick, because I, I want to get to the second round sleepers and, and take a couple more calls. Real quick on, da- on Jared. Kovac, we we know he's he's probably not in the Knicks' sights right now, unless miraculously they they trade down. But yep, right. um, you we know you were you were fairly high on Jared Colvin, and, and some people are. You know, some people are. I see people in the chat um highly touting Jared Colvin. Give us give us a a high touch um point on Jared Colvin. Why you like him?
4: Uh, I think he is like an all around player. I think he he can make an impact without. Holding the, like he, he can give you numbers without being a guy that holds the ball a bunch to get those. numbers. <laughs> uh, he's not a guy that you build the system around. He's a guy that like fits into the system and figures out a way to contribute within that context. Uh, he will kind of connect lineups. So like, you know, like I was touching upon earlier where I think that uh, a lineup of Dennis junior RJ and Knox, the disaster, um, I think if you put Culver in instead of RJ, uh, it has a very different impact because he will defend, he will keep the ball moving, he, you know, he, like I said, you don't need to build the system around him. He will fit into the system, and like when you already have guys that need the ball to provide value, uh, he's kind of a dude that doesn't necessarily need that to do it. Uh, Now, if we're not going to get max players or anything then it's a little bit different of a calculation like maybe then you're valuing the fact that like rj has that value to become that type of player more um but you know for me personally like it's not that i don't like rj as a prospect it's that i just don't know if i buy into him achieving that ceiling whereas like i find it i i don't i think it's very likely culver is gonna find a way to contribute in that all around way productively yeah. on winning teams. Um whereas with RJ, I kind of worry if you can build a winning team around what he is able to do. Yeah. Um and you know, like that's just a different like I said, it's just a very different calculation. But like, yeah, I really like our like Culver. Um, I would probably take – I would take him at three. If it just came down to a straight pick, I would take him over RJ. Interesting. Um, I don't think the gap between them is that significant. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a preference thing. Um, and, you know, a lot of people yeah. like – you know, if if you're arguing to me that you got to take RJ because he has higher upside, I wouldn't debate that. that yeah, t- that's
3: that's where I'm going. That's, yeah. that's where <laughs> I'm going, So I mean, I think – um, I agree with, with, with Sweeney's points. I think Culver has a nice all-around game. I was very impressed with his uh, tournament run, especially with Texas Tech being more of a defensive team. I mean, he, he carried them in a lot of games. Um, I, I I like Culver's game. I definitely like Culver's game. It reminds me a little bit of Josh Howard um, in, in sim- similarities with, with Josh Howard at, at Wake Forest. But I see him more of a safer pick. And yeah. with RJ, I'm betting on the upside, man. Go ahead, JLS. What do you think?
5: No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Like I was I, I was entertaining the thought of Cobra for a while, but I came to the same conclusion that I I don't think he can I don't think he I don't think I would draft a guy that high if I don't think he can has the potential to actually carry a team. And that like I don't draft a guy at three to, to be like um a, a system guy, you know what I mean? This is which is why I would even though I do like um what Cobra does on the defensive end I would go. I would go Barrett over Culver ultimately.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm not like. See, I think that's where it gets kind of mixed up. Cause I'm not saying that like Culver is a system guy. I just think that he is a guy that like, if you have a system, no, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like he he will find a way to like produce in the system, and then like yeah, maybe he can do some ISO stuff. Like he was a better ISO play last year, efficiency wise, than RJ was. And I know that yes. 50 million people will tell me yeah but he was a year and a half older and he, okay yeah i know i know that he was a year and a half older and i'm very aware of that uh i'm not disputing whether that matters or not um uh, i just think that like look man uh we've taken Nilakina <clears throat> and you've taken knox and back-to-back drafts uh they were younger i don't know how much being younger necessarily matters in terms of upside um I think it matters a lot more in terms of like, okay, like I don't think being younger inherently means you have more upside. I think being younger means that you have more time to reach what your upside is. Yeah. So um I don't know if I agree with the idea. I don't agree with the idea that like RJ inherently has more upside than Culver. Right. Uh, I do agree that like, he is kind of a more singular talent or force that you can build around than Culver, who is, you know, uh, I think like you saw kind of at the end of the tournament, there are like limitations to what Culver can do when you're just like, okay, yeah, man, uh, you have the ball. And uh, all these elite defenders and defenses are going to be keying in on you. I think he has more limitations in that context than RJ does. But like, if you're going to put both of those guys in that context, the NBA level, Like, I don't know if I believe that – I know that – I believe more that Culver can fit into a secondary or tertiary tertiary role. Um, I don't know if – I don't think RJ can be a lead option on a title team or contending team in the NBA. And then I also wonder, like, is he going to be able to kind of cut down his role, cut down his usage – uh, and fit into a more ideal role on a total team. Yeah. And then also, not only that, but like, if he does, what other value is he giving you? Is he going to turn into a plus defender? or Is he going to, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's the yeah. kind of stuff I, I wonder about with him. All right, I-, like, I know that, like, I'm very confident he will be a good team defender and he can fit into that role. So it's like, I don't know, man. I'm, to be honest, I'm just very, very sick of, like, um Looking at our team, and then constantly taking guys and signing guys and whatever, and then you know, ten games in the season, we're wondering where we're giving up 150 points a game, <laughs> uh, and like, you know, it's pretty obvious, man. Like, if you don't value
5: defense, yeah, you value defense.
4: If you keep valuing shot creation and and point scoring and all that stuff, and like, I understand, like, I think shot creation is the most valuable skill. I think it's the number one skill, the most. It's it's by far the most valuable one. Um, but like, it has to happen at a certain level. And if you're not a high level shot creator, then like, where else are you providing value? And if you can't provide value in other areas, then your shot creation matters a lot less. And like, that's why I think DeRozan. I mean, someone who I forgot who brought it up. One of your callers brought it up that.
3: It was who's uh, Mark compared to DeRozan?
4: Yeah, compared him to Derozan. Like Derozan's not a bad player at all. <clears throat> He's a good player, but like, there's a reason why Derozan. Yeah, he could He
3: couldn't get him there. He he couldn't get him there. He, <laughs> he couldn't get, get him. Get him to, he he got him as far as he could, but it, but Ka- Kawhi had to take him to the mountaintop. Yeah,
4: you
5: know what I'm saying, J-Elts? Yeah, ultimately Kawhi learned how to shoot the three. Derozan did.
4: <laughs> no, and it's it's not just that, but it's also that like, <clears throat> you know. Derozan, he he like look, he's the perfect, you know, kind of. It sounds so ridiculous, like cautionary tale when you're talking about like, I got that's made multiple All-Star teams, but, you know, uh, what is a team that has Derozan as its top option doing? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, when and if Derozan, if he's not providing you value as a scorer, what is he doing? Nothing. He's not really doing anything. He he's a terrible defender. Um. Like whatever, and and people will tell you that you know, with with RJ, it's just about effort. And if his effort gets better, his defense will get better. And I I I think that's part of it, sure. And that part of it, I'm actually not too worried about. I think mm-hmm. like he showed growth in his effort as the year went along. Yeah. But if you watch RJ play, like he's super stiff. Like he he plays very very upright. Yeah, he, he's not flexible he doesn't like and like that's why when you watch him on defense like he has to switch all the time because any screen he can't get around it he can't bend and get around it he has to switch it because he can't get around it and like that sounds like such a stupid thing to harp on but you know if you've watched the Knicks at all over the last 10 years like you realize like no no that actually matters like getting over screen matters being able to fight over screen matters because Otherwise, you're just conceding mismatches all over the floor.
3: Yeah,
4: no, that's um, a good point.
3: De- definitely, definitely. I don't, definitely I, I don't, don't
4: want to make it seem like I'm crapping an RJ because I don't mean to do that. I yeah. just, I just think that like there are issues with him as a player that uh, a lot of people don't want to get into because they like him a lot, and you know, I, I, I'm, I do that with guys too. Like I'm sure I do that with Clover. Uh, who I like a little bit better than RJ, but, um, you know, I just think that like the, like more or less forget everything else, but like with defense, you know, it's not just about effort. I think there's a lot more than just effort that leads to why you struggle about defense.
3: All right. Let's, um, cause in the interest of time, let's switch to the second half sleepers, the second round sleepers. We got the 55th pick in the draft, uh, damn near at the bottom. Thank you, Phil Jackson for, uh, you know, having so much faith in Travis, Ware, we we appreciate that. All right, so let's go to the first guy. Your first guy up is uh, Iggy Brazdikis out of Michigan. Yeah. Small forward out of Michigan, man. What what do you like about him? Uh, so
4: he's <clears throat> I'm very much like a sucker for guys like this that just like you know he's like a very much of like a diet size. Uh, you know, he's like a very diet-sized clover. Where like he's a guy that just kind of fits in, and you know his his numbers are gonna jump jump off the page. Like he averaged he averaged fifteen five and one. Like not nothing special. Uh, but if you watched Michigan this year, like he was very much the kind of like X factor they had because, um, you know he could create when called upon, but he didn't always try to force the issue. Mm. Uh he didn't generate a lot of assists because he kind of played within the system more. Um there's just a lot to like about him. He's like I said, like he's just a plus system player. Um he's not gonna like rock the boat. He's not gonna try and force the issue for himself. He's going to try and uh find the right man. He's gonna try and find the right play at all times. Uh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just like guys like that. He can handle the ball. He's like a very, so he's a well-rounded player. Um, he can handle the ball. <laughs> he's not a great passer, but he's not like a minus passer, stuff like that. Um, you know, it's just, it's very hard to quantify some of the stuff, but uh, I really liked a lot of what he brought to the table. And like I said, I thought he was an X factor. He can shoot. Mm. Uh, or at least he showed the ability to shoot. I wouldn't say like he is a great shooter, but you know, he shot, just under 40% this year from three. Um, so you know, for a 20-year-old, and he's tough, man. He get his tough. That's probably my biggest thing with him is you know, he can really uh he, he'll mix it up. He's not scared. Uh, which is definitely something that I think
3: we need some, we need, week, we need we need some toughness on the team, man. Definitely need some toughness on the team. As much as we need shooting jails, you know what I'm saying? Need, I
4: mean, I'm looking for all three indeed.
3: Yeah, all three and D. On the second round, man. that's what I'm looking for. Right? Three, three and D. Iggy mm-hmm. Brazdekas, six foot seven, two hundred fifteen pounds, out of Michigan. Fourteen points a game, five boards, forty six percent from the field, forty percent from three. Not bad. Yep. Not, not, yeah, not not bad at all. All right, let, all right. Next guy you got here, we got um, not not DeAndre Hunter. Jordan Boone. Jordan Boone out of Tennessee. Shooting guard out of Tennessee. Uh what what'd you like about Jordan Boone? Uh a lot, man.
4: Uh so he was a third year player this year. Um he averaged what? He averaged thirteen and a half, just under six assists, uh, and three rebounds. He shot forty six and a half from the field, uh thirty-five and a half from three. Uh, but, like, the big thing with him is he made a massive leap this year. Uh, the year before, he shot <coughs> 9% from the field. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, forget that the three point, he didn't, he actually shot a higher percentage. Mm-hmm. But he also upped his volume this year. He almost doubled it. Um, so, like, that's really nice. His assist turnover ratio is really, really good for a ball handler. Uh, it was like, what? So he averaged per 100 possessions. He averaged 10.2 assists to 3.5 turnovers, which is, like, that's a really good ratio. Really, really good ratio. Um, he didn't play with, like, a very spread floor. Like, Tennessee didn't spread the floor at all. They they got a couple of bigs that, like, crowd the paint. I'm sure a lot of you guys know about Grant Williams, mm-hmm. who I like as a prospect, but they also had, like, Admiral Schofield, who is very much not an outside player like very much plays inside uh so his, the paint wasn't spread at all for him so you know you can i guess you can use that as the same argument that people make for rj um which i think is valid to an extent um i don't you know that, that's definitely a real thing he improved all his percentages like uh he shot 47 and a half percent his sophomore year at the rim and then he shot 56 and a half percent at the rim this year uh, which is still under, it's still below average. So it's not like, you know, he became this awesome, awesome finisher, but it showed progress. And uh, he also tested out like crazy good athletically at the combine. It's mm-hmm. like very, very good. Uh, maybe some of that isn't functional athleticism when he plays yet, which is something to be, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say worried about, but something to consider. Um and um, you know, I don't know. That's just I. I really like him. I think okay. that I think that he's like a little bit older of a candidate of a of a player, but there might be some upside there that uh, <clears throat> still very much unrealized. Like as we're seeing with, you know, as we saw with Siakam this year, uh, just being older doesn't mean you don't have upside.
3: Yeah, I, I don't believe in that. Older. I mean, how old was D. Wade when he came in? Like twenty three. Uh, no, I don't even think he was like. I think he was twenty
4: two. But still, so he was he was an older. D. Wade was yeah.
3: old, man. I don't. I don't believe yeah. in that, man. If if you got the goods, you got the goods.
4: I, I like to see improvement. He showed a
3: lot of improvement. I think that's a really good
4: sign. And uh, I thought when I watched Tennessee, that like, I thought either him or Grant Williams was the best player on that team.
3: Mm. Okay. So that's Jordan Bone. Um, and then the last guy you had was Zach Norvell Jr. out of Gonzaga. five shooting guard, averaged about 15 points <clears throat> a game, 43% from the field, 37 from three, four bounds. Uh, what, what'd you like about him? He can shoot it, man.
4: He can really, really shoot it. Here we go.
3: Uh, <laughs> something
4: that the Knicks did not have a lot of last year. Um, it's very, very basic, but he can really shoot it. Uh, you know, he averaged he he shot the three, seven times a game, he shot thirty seven percent. Um, he can shoot off the catch, he can shoot off the move. Um he's not gonna hold the ball a ton. Like I guess the best way to think about him is he's kinda like Dotson in that sense. I was about to say
5: Dotson insurance
4: policy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a very similar in how you would use him offensively. Um so I don't I don't know if you really need to talk about him that much, but like that's really what he is. He was just an efficient shooter and scorer. Um, he's not going to fill up the box score a ton. Showed a little bit of upside as like a decent playmaker, but he's not something that. Sorry, he's not somebody that you're gonna like. Give the ball to and has to create and ball handle a bunch.
3: Okay, so all right. That is uh, young Norvell Jr. Gonzaga got some guys in the in the dance. They got uh, they got Rui, they got Brandon Clark. Uh, yep. a, a lot of guys like Brandon Clark. His stock seems to be um, somewhere in the late lottery. Maybe a little bit outside. We'll see where Rui Pogo goes. What's that? <laughs> what I said
5: Pogo sticks for leg. That's I said.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we'll see, man. We'll see how it goes. I mean, fifty-five. Anything can happen. I- I'd be curious to see if they actually go in and try to buy some picks. I mean. I don't know if that would be indication of uh, you know free agency because obviously we're trying to you know scrap every dollar we can get here to get two max free agents. But I wonder yeah, if Pistons. they do go dabbling into the draft, JLS, if if that's any indication that uh, we're striking out. What, what do you yeah. think? Oh,
5: I'm about to say, Pistons just bought bought the uh, Bucks pick. Pistons just bought at
3: thirty. Yep, at thirty. Interesting, interesting. For, okay,
5: uh, Tony Snell okay okay and they just
3: traded
4: for him or they yeah, bought they, it
5: yeah they, i mean i mean they just traded i'm sorry they got a first round pick for Tony 20 cent.
3: first round pick okay. okay interesting man all right shout out everybody in the chat once again this is the knicks draft central cp from knicks fan tv man J L from nick Time show shweeney from posting and toasting joining us hit that thumbs Good. up button for your boys we're just giving you our recaps of the draft, talking R.J. Barrett, Darius Garland. Uh, will Memphis, will the Pelicans trade up and steal R.J. from the Knicks? R.J. seems to be, uh, you know, warning everybody, man. He wants to be a Knick. He wants to be in that orange and blue, man.
5: Yeah, I've never seen a campaign like that before. He's, he's on before a campaign, a draft, man. man. He's he's everywhere talking yeah. about. Man, yeah. I've never seen nothing like that before in my life, man. He yeah. knows how to campaign. He's like a president. Yeah, he's, he's
3: like he, yeah, he, he's doing it well, man. He, yeah. He's he's doing it well. He went on fouling. He, he threw God. the Knicks hat on, you know. <laughs> hit him with the Rick Barry. Walked off. Yeah, that's cool, man. Now nah, looking forward to it, man. Like I said, uh, I'm excited to have the kid if we do get him, and um, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how how he fits in. It's gonna be interesting to yeah. see how he fits in. But I, I'm starting him right away, and, and let's go. I'm going to summer league, man.
5: Yeah, man, have fun with
3: that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be out there in Summer League. So we'll see what RJ and those guys are looking like. I think the Pelicans also play in Vegas Summer League. So obviously the Zion game will be big. I don't don't know if they end up playing. Yeah, I don't know if they're going (laughs) to end up playing each other. But, um, yeah, I'm going to link up with CK2K and uh, live stream from from Summer League. See what's going on out there, you know. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, let's go back to the phone. Shout out to everybody in the chat once again. Let's go back to the phones uh, before we wrap up. Ari from Manhattan. He wants to talk about drafting RJ and the future of Frank. We forgot to talk about Frank because we'll see you. Well, Frank might be uh Frank might be out here by
10: Yo.
3: Oh, I think Ari, Ari's a happy hour or something. Hey, CP. Yo,
11: what up? CP, yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah, yeah, I am at a little happy hour, but I just walked away.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> Dedication, baby, so, that's good.
11: Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, with regards to um, was his name Schwinney? Is yeah, that, is that who it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, listen, I, I think this is a no-brainer. I, I know Jared Culver. Yeah, he, he plays defense. Whatever. This is one thing that you have to understand about defense, in my opinion. Like, I don't. I'm not saying I'm an expert, but. A lot of defense. Everyone's like, a lot of it is effort, and a lot of it is effort. But a lot of it is also energy. So if you're RJ Barrett and your job is to be the primary scorer, primary ball handler, you know, get buckets, you know, put in work on the offensive end, you can ha- put as much effort as you possibly can into on a defense. But because you expend so much energy on offense, you know, he, he carries too much of a burden. I feel like if you're athletic enough like RJ Barrett who's six foot seven, six foot six, six foot seven, you know, and then just as athletic as he is, you could get you know, you could get the defense in order if you didn't have to expend as much energy on on the offensive end. So I think that gets lost. I think people are like, Oh, he doesn't try hard enough or you know, he doesn't have the mechanics or whatever. First of all, mechanics you could teach and effort, you know, I think R.J. Barrett has the effort. I think the problem with him is that he spends, he, he focuses too much on offense because he's asked to focus too much on offense, and that's why he is the way that that's why he may have those defensive lapses. Now, if you were going to tell me that we were getting K.D. and Kyrie right before he tore his Achilles, then maybe you have a little bit of an argument that you take Jared Culver because he's a lower usage player. He's not an alpha dog. But the same he'd fit into the yeah, you know the you use. wouldn't have.
6: Yeah, you. He,
4: he had the Excuse same me? usage. He had the same usage as, as RJ. He had the same usage. Right. They, okay. They, they, they were the he had higher efficiency. Right. They had the same assist rate. actually Right,
11: but he Culver didn't have had the,
4: the, rate. Like I, I'm sorry, I don't buy that argument. I just don't buy that argument that like it's just about right, effort. Right. But I, if, it, if it's just about effort, then why did Culver have the same workload that he had but put in a better defensive effort? Like it's not just about effort. It's also about our like, defense isn't – like, this is the mistake we always make. Defense is just – it's not just about effort. It's not just about effort. Like, defense is a skill. Not everybody learns how to just become a good defender. If everybody learned how to be a good defender, then Carmelo Anthony at some point in his career would have learned how to become a good defender. But he never learned how to be a good defender because he didn't give a shit. I'm not saying RJ does not give a shit. I have no idea. He's 18 and a half years old. Maybe he's going to eventually care a lot about defense and, and become a great defender. But, like, I I don't agree with – what you're saying that we should reject like like I'm not telling you RJ is a bad defender that he doesn't care I'm telling you RJ there are things about him that are, make him a bad defender but i not just related to effort like he is stiff he cannot get around screen that is not something that, you can that is not something That that is necessarily something that you can learn that's just something about him physically and even if you read the last article that Ian Begley wrote where he talked about how he needed to get more flexible in his hips like, nope. he's talking to that. Yeah, he's
3: working on that. Yeah, Definitely working like, on that's it. A, that. And
4: that's also something that's that's a given. Like, he might never get that. So, like, I don't agree that, like, you can just become a better defender because you're going to try harder. Like, there are plenty of guys that I think try hard on defense that just aren't – like, Kyle Korver is a he, – he's
3: <laughs> never going to be a good defender. All right, Ari, last point on that, man. Right. And then I got go to go to another call. And I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean you're to you're match you like you're that. You're I didn't mean
4: Try and cut you off. That's No no
11: I'm no no it's, fine, no it's fine, it's fine, it's yeah, fine. No. It's fine, don't worry, listen, it's fine. What I'm saying what I'm saying is what I'm saying is, you know, I'm not talking about I'm not saying it's effort, I'm not saying he's the best defender, I'm not saying that. I'm saying RJ Barrett's mentality is get buckets. He's the maple mamba, that's his mentality, maple right? Mamba. That's his, his mentality <laughs> his entire life. It's been his mentality his entire life. Just like Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony you give him the ball, he gets buckets. That's what he does. Just like Ben Wallace gets rebounds, you know, that's what he does. You know, the reason why – and the reason why I think that you have to take R.J. Barrett over Culver or, for sure is because now you need a go-to scorer because we're not getting Kevin Durant. We're not going to get – or we, we, we're not going to have Kevin Durant next year. We're probably not going to get Kyrie. We're probably going to end up with Ricky Rubio and Bobby Portis. So we're going to need some star power, some guy who, whose job isn't even to play defense. It's just to get buckets and to score and to make plays. And that's the reason why I think Frank needs to bounce. Like, I, I never liked Frank. He cannot play point guard. I don't care what anybody says. He is not a point guard. He can't shoot the ball at all. <laughs> all he can do is play defense. And personally, I think his defense is overrated. Personally, I think his defense is overrated. But if you told me you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie, a healthy Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving coming into, into the garden, then I would be like, you know what, maybe keep Frank, because he could switch on defense. He could cover up for Kyrie. Whatever, and hope he learns how to shoot. But if you're not gonna get any star power, then Frank gotta go, man. Like All I right. like, he's on he's in the he's in the Timmy boat with me, man. <laughs> oh, he's in the Timmy oh, boat. Oh so. man, you know you know that draft. boat, J
3: man. Oh my god. I appreciate Dude, appreciate you know the call, boat. man. You know that boat. You know that boat, man. I I want to get to some more calls. Jails, go ahead, man. We haven't heard from you in a bit, man. You were cracking up the whole <laughs> I'm time. The man. Show, like is it? <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> it was getting sp- it was getting spicy. Man. Hey, listen, man. It, 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 hey, listen. This is what we want, man. We want spirited debate, man. We want nice. spirited debate. You know. This is like this, look my, this look like this look like my show. Listen, we, listen. <laughs> we haven't won a championship in forty damn years, man. We're trying to figure out how to skin this damn cat. We have not played defense in ten. We hey. About lifetime scores out here. And listen at, at Sweetie, bring oh, bring your screen down a little bit. Listen, I think okay. both guys had made fair point. Swinney's right. Defense is a skill. Ari's yeah. right, it starts with effort. Have to have to. ninety five percent of the league doesn't play defense well. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
4: That's not true. That is not true. Ninety five percent of defense doesn't play the fucking team that won the championship had eight guys. Why did they win the championship? Yes,
3: yeah, oh. they had five. who, Toronto? But
4: the Raptors, they they, yeah, they play ref- good. They play
3: good. Listen, when you get when you getting up they into had, the Final Four, of course, guys, yes, the the Final Four, had, yes, you're gonna have had, guys that are, are exceptional they defenders. Have guys. Definitely, they
4: had eight guys. They had eight guys in their rotation. All of them are plus defenders. Like, right. you cannot tell me that 95 percent of the league doesn't play defense when you got the only eight guys on the floor for a team that just won the title playing what, defense. What I'm like, saying
3: is when you when you're Golden getting to State, that Golden championship. State, Golden yes, State. you have to play championship-caliber defense. Dynasty. The dynasty, Golden State. Yes, look at that. look at their defense. Exactly,
4: they're elite. So yeah, I can... agree. So, so, of course. So then, how is ninety-five? If ninety-five percent of the league isn't playing defense, then they're an, they're idiots. Like, oh, what, all I can well, is
3: what I'm saying is, yes, on each team, you're gonna have a couple guys that are standout, solid defenders. Not, yes, it's not a couple
4: you... guys. It's not a couple I, guys. I don't it see is, it that way. It is a team. It is a, it is a team. You're trying to tell me that a team. Draymond plus defender, Clay plus defender, yeah. Iggyala plus defender. These are three main studs, and that's Kevin why Durant. they're champions. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant plus defender, like that's four guys in the rotation, four guys in the rotation yeah. that probably goes seven man deep, and it's it's just a couple of guys. No, I,
3: I'm talking about league. You're talking about he's, two. He's, he's, you're he's, talking he's, about two teams no, out of thirty, no, though, sweetie You want me to keep going? You want that's me to keep going? that's two teams out of thirty. I, you want me to, you want me to keep going down
4: the list of, of good teams with with five or more Milwaukee, outstanding Milwaukee, defenders? Milwaukee,
3: Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Eastern Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals,
4: name Eastern Conference Finals.
3: That's what I'm saying. You have those okay. Final Four Philly. teams. Of Philly. course, you're going to have Philly. nice defenders. Philly. You're you're Philly. It, you're you're a, you're a top echelon team. But that's the point.
4: So if every each to, if if every top team if every top team right. has defenders, then how the hell are we going to say 95% lead not play defense?
3: That's that's that's, that's, just, that's that's just
5: my that's that is my that's opinion. That that's just my opinion. I think I think he's talking about the teams that are not in the in the playoffs in the
11: bottom
3: line. So but who cares about of those course. I I I think think the league? But that's the league. Yeah. And why that,
10: do, we I think no, why we, do we wanna copy those teams? We don't wanna copy those teams. We, we want good okay. defenders. Exactly. So let's get good defenders. Why do we care what ninety five percent of the league is doing? Five percent of the league sucks. Ninety
4: five percent of the league is garbage. Like we wanna be the five percent of the league, right? So instead of like this is my promise. You look at the Knicks right now, and people are saying, oh, we need a shot creator. Of course we need a shot creator. I won't deny that. But, like, you know what else we need? We need shooters. We need defenders. We need guys that can maybe set a screen. We need guys that can move off the ball. We need guys that can cut. We need a lot of things other than the additional shot creator. Like, yeah. to boil it yeah. all down to be like, we got to take RJ because he's a shot creator is just stupid to me. If you want to say, like, that's the thing that's most important, okay, fine. I'll live with that. I'll roll with it, whatever. I can understand that argument but don't try and tell me that like well we suck so we got to have a shot creator that's the only thing that matters like no it's not all that matters and if they and if that's all that matters like there's nothing about a shot creation that stands out significantly to culvert like I've posted the numbers on twitter before I'm not going to post them again if you want to look through my timeline you can probably find it um like there's nothing It, it, it just doesn't exist um like yeah I think based on the eye test like RJ's a little bit more comfortable creating his own shot. Is he good at it? He hasn't been so far, really. Um, In isolation, Culver's numbers are better. And he he isolated more this past year. So, like, take that for what you will. Uh, I'm not projecting Culver to be, like, an awesome isolation player in the NBA. But, like, it seems that people that are, like, very much like RJ's, don't overthink it. It's a no-brainer pick. Like, okay – no definitely overthink it definitely overthink it if you got the third pick you got three months or whatever the hell it was it's been to think about it definitely overthink it uh and you know like consider all your options consider all the metrics like consider everything because um there there aren't a lot of metrics that you can look at that tell you that you know culver is going to become this awesome shot creator in the nba because he didn't do it in college and you could tell me everything about his age and the spacing and all that stuff but like, you know, that's kind those are kind of like reasons. They're not yeah. actual, you know, like, again, like we don't know. We, we can't live in the world of like, well, if this happened, like all we know is the world that existed. And the world that existed, like he wasn't an elite shot creator. Um, you know, maybe he does better with spacing. I don't know. I don't particularly think that he's, like, a great, great athlete. So if he was a really good athlete, then I would feel way differently about it. I would feel really, really differently about it. But, you know, I don't see him as a guy yeah. that, like, just, you know, he's not guys guy like, that's jamming on guys' faces all the time. So that's just not.
3: All right. Well, t- time will tell, man. Time will tell. J- JL's what she takes, man. Oh, my gosh. Man, I had like 30 takes, but I have to remember.
5: Okay, first, because <laughs> I was a long... <laughs> so, first, so first and foremost, I kind of get what both of you guys are saying. As, as far as there is defense, and there's defense is indeed skill, but here's the thing, there's a lot of guys who who... Effort is also a skill. I'll also say that. There's a lot of guy who doesn't have
3: the motor to play defense for 48 minutes. Right, well, especially when yeah. you're playing offense too, man. It's a two-sided two exactly. game.
5: So I feel like defense is not only is, is a skill, I feel like effort is a skill, motor is a skill, but even on top of effort, there's a defensive intelligence that happens when you're playing, that's when you're playing one-on-one defense or even T defense where you know where to go. You know how much room to give a guy who's faster than you. You know how much... You I want mean, to give a guy who's slower than you. You know how much you I need mean, to give a guy who can shoot versus who can dribble. Like all those things come to to a point. You know how to navigate pick and rolls. You know how to slip between that. You know how to like where to place your hands and not foul. And like there's a lot of there's a lot of nuances to defense <laughs> yeah. that is not it's more than effort. So when guys say it's just all effort, you just learn. No, it's not just all effort. There's technique. Yeah, no,
3: definitely, <laughs> I I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, let, let's go. Two more calls, and then we're going to get out of here. Isaiah from Connecticut, you're up next. What's going on, Isaiah? How you doing, bro?
1: Hey, what's going on, Expansion? What's going on, baby? Hey, what's going on, Sweeney Pooh?
3: That's Tell how, man. how you feeling, bro? Um, never
1: mind. Yo, I got to say to Sweeney poo man, uh, I finally were posting a toast in Nick's Film School with John uh, John Macri. The funniest thing i ever seen you do is go back with Isaiah Thomas. Go back and forth. That was the greatest thing. And funniest thing ever.
3: Yeah, that was funny.
1: (laughs) That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I was hilarious he's trying to defend what he did to the Knicks with Trevor Reza and all (laughs) these guys. That was the greatest thing you ever did. Thank you for that. Yeah. You were the goat. Yeah, but um (laughs) but I just wanted to say, I know, I wanted to go back to what that last guy was saying, uh, about Frank. Um, you know, I came I on a couple of times. I talked about Frank before, and I'm I'm a big Frank fan. I personally like Frank. And something he kind of said I was kind of contradicting was that, like, he said if this was a good team, Frank would still be on it, but it's a bad team, so Frank won't be on it. Yeah, I like doesn't make worse. sense when people say stuff like that. Yeah, because because my thing is, and this happens to a lot of fans, not just Nick fans, but a lot of fans in the NBA in general, is that we devalue defense. We, like, we don't treat defense like offense, which you know, it's the most important. Like, so many people were saying, if you look at actually go back, go back to the last 10 championship teams, and I honestly, I believe because I looked it up once that only the Golden State Warriors were out of the top 10 of defensive rating and they were only they were ranked 11th. I think so Cleveland
4: like, was, I
1: think Cleveland was, was the year they won, yeah, probably, yeah. I think Cleveland was like, yeah, Cleveland was oh, I think, oh, not like, in the top 10 either, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you got to think like you know if the I mean the last championship teams if they're only out of the rank of top ten and they're only eleventh, I mean defense matters. I mean I, the oldest saying in the book is defense wins championships. So I think we got to stop devaluing defense when we talk about players because like you know Frank to me if Frank is a point guard. I, I don't care what nobody says. If you watch the Knicks game these years, I mean this year, uh honestly I thought the I still offense think it's TBD, well Isaiah man.
3: I think it's I still think it's TBD. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, in, in a limited sample size, he she showed some flashes. It just wasn't enough time between the injuries and the inconsistency in the play. Yeah. I, 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 think, I still think it's TBD. Yeah. And, and half the to time they it. played him at the wing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we had to get Moutier right, you know. <laughs> we, <laughs> we had to get <laughs> Moutier right. We had to get Moutier
1: right, kid. Oh, um, my God. Yo, Sweeney, yo, when you when you talk about Moutier, oh, my God, man. Like, like I said, I watch a lot of the next Film School podcasts, and. And I watched uh, a lot of uh back when um John um, was doing the um the other podcast. It was pretty funny when you all was on it.
12: Dude, when you talk about
1: sense. Moody, it was by God, it was the fun. It was the funniest thing ever, man.
12: But I, yeah, man, it's just about you know. Like I
1: said, I mean, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, I was saying, definitely... sorry. I, I
4: just saying. I, no, I think
1: it is too.
4: I... No, go ahead. Go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh
1: no, no, yeah. No, you will go. You go ahead.
4: <laughs> yeah, Isaiah no, I mean, finish I mean, your point, man. We... <laughs> all, all I was saying is I've just never been more disgusted with like any singular choice than for us to keep playing Moody for like three months this season. Oh man. All right,
3: Isaiah, last point, man. Then I gotta oh, we yeah, gotta get was... one more caller and then we gotta wrap. Uh,
1: oh last point, man, um yeah, man, like I said, man, um tomorrow I and mean, then I think we should drop RJ Bear. I think he's the best to me the best prospect when after Ja and Zah, Zah, Zion. And you know he's a good player, good playmaker, good rebounder. And I also, like, let's say for some crazy reason we couldn't get R.J., I wouldn't be mad with Kofi either. Like, you know, Sunny was saying, very good defensive player. And if, it's, if it is true that he scored more in isolation and stuff like that, and that's what Knicks fans want, I, I wouldn't be mad about that either. But mm. still,
3: I'll go to R.J., but thank you, guys, man. Okay. Have a good You going to be at the draft or you coming to Slattery's, man? Where are you going to be?
1: Man, listen, man. I was gonna. I was thinking about getting tickets, man. Like last year, I went last year, but they were like, one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I'm like, man, they wanted like game, like, game so.
3: tickets for the for Zion this year, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. We waited last minute and got out. Yeah, hours, but I
1: man. might. I might. Yeah, man, that's crazy, man. I was. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. But I might come out there, man, and go uh, if y'all all are going to be there.
3: Nah, whatever, man. Well, will believe it when you see it, man. <laughs> believe it when you see it, man. We have come four on, parties man. already, He's Isaiah. Good, you man, haven't I was... pulled up one time, man. Listen, man. I gotta listen, man. It is, it's
1: crazy in Connecticut, man. You got these trains and look, man. They' are expensive out here, man. It's these crazy, trains, man. You, know, you know. they're they, dangerous they, they got these. Listen, man. These, these, these. Uh, you know, it ain't gentrification out here, but it's real out here, man. These people <laughs> want so much money. I thought Zion was coming out here, man. <laughs> nah, but no, nah, 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 I really might come out. I really, I might really,
3: really come out, man. Yeah, come, come through, man. Definitely good talking to you, though, man. Good, good call. That's my guy, Isaiah, from Connecticut. All right, last call of the night. We haven't heard from him in a minute, JL. Let's go to Cody from Brooklyn. I want wants to Cody! talk about RJ and Kemba. Cody.
12: Hello, guys. How you guys doing?
3: Last but not least, man. How you feeling, bro? Uh,
12: for CP, I have the answer to, to your question the other night. Where is Travis Ware? Yeah. I have the answer for you.
3: Where is he? Is he a dentist or uh,
12: something? Le- <laughs> Travis Ware is uh, last year was playing for the Lakers G-team. Ah, oh,
3: yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, he did, they, yeah, they,
12: yeah. they did get picked Yeah. Up. Yeah, wait.
10: 90 seconds. Uh,
12: guys, so, oh, a points uh point, quickly, uh, because, and is Ellis, you're not going to like the last point, but that's okay, because, you know, but anyway. So, the first thing, just to, 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 to chime in into, like, the, the RJ Barrett conversation. Mm-hmm. The, the pictures that we've been, they've been showing of R.J. Barrett, I think people was like, oh, my God, he jumps high. I'm like, look at his physique, right? R.J. Barrett, when he was in high school, was killing Nazir Leto and Cam Reddish. Mm-hmm. And Nazir Leto is not a small dude. He's a big, like, that, that's a big dude. And Cam Reddish was going, I'm sorry, R.J. was going right through him, right? And so he's 18, 19, whatever. It's up to Fizdale to teach him defense, right? If that's where he's weak and Fisdale's supposed to be the expert in defense, that's Fisdale's job now to be like, okay, you don't have to be the primary scorer. Like, we can share the load. Like, you can learn this because we're going to need you to kind of play at this level in two, three years, right? But for, the, for, for, for ability, I mean, if he's able to be a good defender, he's 10 times, 100 times better than, than cover. I mean, that's not even a debate. That's not, that's not, that's not even a question. Um, the, the second thing I was, I was going to say, I think we let Kemba gonna sign with, with the Hornets, and that's fine. Yeah. Jordan is too cheap to keep Kemba for four years. He's, by this time next year, Jordan is, is going to beg anyone to take Kemba off, off his hands, and that's when we come in. We take Kemba off his hands. The idea is that Dennis Smith uh, becomes a good player this year, right? and he goes back home. Right? So Charlotte can be like, oh, we bring in Dennis Smith back home and then give us Kemba, right? When win <laughs> they still suck, but they, they they can make it something out of it. Right? Um and I think that, that that's a that's a that's a winnable situation for for, for, for everyone. Last uh Gwen Williams, um, sh- sh- I mean, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't mention Gwen Williams from Tennessee. He, to me he's a sleeper. If we can yeah, get briefly. if he's yeah, yeah Greg Williams is, is legit. Stuff, he's a little short 6'7",
3: but he's legit. Mm. Okay. I appreciate it, Cody, man. Appreciate the call. What was I going to no be problem. upset about? Later. I didn't know what he said about. What were you going to be upset about?
5: Yeah, he started out saying I was going to be upset
0: about
5: something. Oh. I didn't hear
3: anything you said, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear that, man. Pre- appreciate the call, though, um, Cody. <laughs> De- definitely appreciate it. They said it was a prison call. Now that was the uh, the switchboard countdown, but it, it's, it's not reflective of anything. He, he was good. He was good in the call, man. All right, um, yo, this is definitely a um, good show. We got the draft tomorrow night. Draft starts, I think it starts at what, 7 o'clock, Jails? Yeah. Draft starts at about 7. Um, we will be live at 6.30, so definitely come through. If you guys are going to be at the draft, definitely come through and check us out. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, J- uh, Sweeney, go ahead and, and uh, let him know where to find you at, bro. Yep,
4: yeah, you can find me at uh, at poo on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I write also on and post to get so you can find me on there as well. All
3: right, Word. sounds good, man. Sweeney, definitely appreciate the time. My guy, JL, let's go ahead and uh, sign out, bro. Yeah,
5: man, so if you haven't already, check out the last episode of Naked Time Show just uploaded on YouTube today. So definitely check that out. Uh, youtube.com slash you can time show me and my friends talk a lot of smack crack some jokes and talk basketball every other week or so and you can find me there you can also find me on soundcloud itunes google play all that stuff and you can also find me on twitter at the kot
3: show and facebook and instagram yep and that's all man so you Back for you, CP. Sounds good, JL. So definitely see you tomorrow, man. Good show. And um, yo, shout out to everybody that came through. Big night tomorrow night. We'll see more than likely RJ Barrett will be the selection at number three, coming to the orange and blue. Maple Mamba invades NYC. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. We're going to be starting the stream up tomorrow from Barclays, live from Barclays at about 6.30. We'll be live streaming outside, inside, during the draft, and then also at the post game party at Slattery. So whether you guys can make it or not, we're going to be on all night. Make sure you stay tuned to the channel, and uh, and, and yeah, it's going to be a good night, man. So once again, shout out to everybody that joined us tonight. Uh, let's just shout out some people real quick before we get out of here. D Peoples, appreciate it. Dubs, Revo, Austin Stowe, TM, thanks a lot. Coach Jimmy, thank you. Frank Matos, Mike Powell, I appreciate it. The Shells, uh, yeah, man, thanks again for everybody who came through. JL, so you got in your chats, you want to shout out?
5: Oh, uh, man. So shout out to Shambles for just subscribing to the channel. Okay. Will from L.I., always holding it down. Jet for Life, Rich AM, Matt B. I think Ari was in earlier. Enzo, my guy Wayne, what's going on, Wayne? Cross Signal. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Tyon Reed, Tamika Pearson. Shout out to everybody,
3: man. Yeah, man. I yeah, read All right. All right. No doubt, man. Yeah, I'm just uh, flashing the draft hat, man. I'm coming through tomorrow with the draft hat just in case uh, Ninja P and Steve Mills need a little bit of help, man. I'll be ready, ready to step in. All right, man. See you guys tomorrow at 630. Peace.
4: All right, guys.